just aren't meant some to guys are just soft in 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 and not meant to be in places and Sonny gray was not meant to pitch uh in new york city uh especially for the new york yankees cal oaks is here from the georgetown news graphic he's in the sun journal every other week this week in the sun journal on the hot corner he discusses the attendance for the university of maine's game or this past weekend up at jacksonville state which i did not freeze at but could have how are you my friend I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I mean, I, I figure when 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 you can travel all around the country to follow this team, it's kind of kind of sad when you can't you can't fill a stadium for a for a major major event like a second round playoff game. Well, thank you. You know, if I can travel, one, I never traveled. Like before this year, I hadn't been on a plane before. Like I'm really disappointed I can't go this week. But you know, because it's a Friday night game, it's a big show and a big to do. So I can't. Logistically, I have to be. Logistically, I'm always a father first. So yeah, that's how that goes. But well, you know, there are priorities. Yeah, there are. You know, those those pesky kids do need to be watched after. You know, I. You know, it would be one thing if you know I could get my four year old to bring himself back and forth to daycare, but when you can't, you know, that becomes that becomes problematic. So you know, they're 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 so advanced. You know, nowadays, but they still can't drive cars. They can't. I wish they could. Maybe someday there'll be self-driving car technology, and kids will be That's able true. to do it. Right? They just you put them in a little pod, you can send them somewhere. Right? Send them to the doctor's office. Send them to whatever. Send them to whatever. No, it was being in this line of work. We won't be able to afford such technology. But anyway, that is one hundred percent correct. Um, so you know, I, I I agreed with a lot of parts of your column. Um, but I was I was talking earlier, and I I kind of had this this devil's advocate thing, and I realized that, you know, the Alfond itself, the Alfond Arena, where they play hockey, um, which they should be hosting national skateboard events on top of during the offseason just to raise money. I never understood why they don't. Um, they, Maybe roller derby. Roller would derby would be good. I, don't, I feel like... I, I would, you know, roller sl- roller biathlon, maybe. I don't know. Anything that, that there's got to be something that can be done. But that's only about 5,700 uh, for a capacity in there. So I'm wondering, like, I know it's a 10,000 seat football stadium, but is there enough people up there? I need mean, nobody south. Do of- they, do they fill, do they ever fill it for hockey anymore? They, I mean, is, is big games, close? big games, you know. I think the other, I think the other thing that hurt it here is when you look at the, the New Hampshire game from a couple of years ago, I don't know how many New Hampshire fans were here. Um, I do know the attendance has improved from, you know, the mid two thousands when I used to go up there to cover games and it was like, Oh, there's about, you know, the, the amount of people that were in the stands for the class D state title game a couple of weeks ago, um, was roughly similar to some of the, you know, when Maine was playing Northeastern at home, you know what I mean? Back when Northeastern had a football program. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I just think a playoff game is a different animal, but uh, it's it is it is what it is. And uh, you know, if I guess I guess six thousand, if if most of them are home fans, is enough to enough to get everybody fired up and ready to play. And obviously, uh, obviously, if they made themselves right at home. Uh, took took care of business early in that game, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's great to see them in the quarterfinals. And now uh, now they got to hit the road, and, and where they've where they've played well this year, obviously, uh, but the, uh, the stakes are much higher and the opposition is uh, going to be pretty good, I think. Yeah, Weber State's uh, got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of atmosphere to them, uh, a little, little bit of uh, altitude as well, so we'll see if that makes sense. Yeah, you got to adjust to that, and uh, there's certainly uh, certainly a fervor for, for college football out there. If you've ever watched the, 
the holy war between BYU and Utah, it's, uh, they, they take it seriously. So I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a hostile atmosphere, and uh, Maine will have to, Maine will have to combat a lot of things. A lot of people um, don't realize that this team was was literally one quarterback injury away um, from only losing the one game this year, which was against William and Mary. Um, yeah. The Central Michigan game was the I mean, was was an ins- was an insanely winnable game when they held. I mean, they held Central. There are two things that weird happened that game. One, Ferguson got injured on like the first or second pass play of the game, so that that is so that takes takes that out. They get stopped on fourth and goal at the at the half inch line, right, with a with a conservative run up the middle play call, and they get caught. And then the special teams blocks a punt at the six, but they blocked it so damn good it went out of the back of the end zone. It actually went through the field goal post. So it was like those two plays right there make the difference in that football game. They they tie it up at seventeen, they get to overtime, and then you know what happens in college football overtime. You never know. But I think if Ferguson plays that game, they probably score three touchdowns. Central Michigan's defense wasn't really holding them. They just couldn't finish anything off. And then the Yale game was just obviously a, a bad spot. Uh, the Yale game's a bad spot because you got the young freshman, the young inexperienced redshirt freshman quarterback against a Yale team that was insanely underrated. I'm telling you right now, the, the tight end from that team and the wide receiver from that team, both of them will play on Sundays. Shofi, the wide receiver especially, will play on Sundays. He will get picked up. It is an absolute shame and an abomination that kids don't from the Ivy League don't yeah, get to play in the FCS playoffs. That's that is embarrassing the, in 2018 yeah. that, that that league, you know, continues that, you know. And it's it's self-congratulatory bullcrap is what it is. I mean, right. <laughs> I, I mean, good grief. Finals are all over with by now, I'm sure, or close to it. <laughs> I've, I've, you see, and that's the thing I've never quite understood with that either. Like, you know, are they are they pulling them out of the national uh, of the NCAA tournament? You know what I mean? Like, are they are they you know when Harvard makes it to the NCAA tournament or Yale makes it to the NCAA basketball tournament? I don't see them say nope, sorry, not going to make it. Right? They play those. So in a situation where you could you know actually benefit from some recruiting stuff, that's the thing about this. Like, you know, Maine being on ESPN two Friday night. Is probably as big as is them making it to the to the uh, elite eight here, um, not just from a from a all oh, cool standpoint. It's from a holy crap. Maine is on ESPN two standpoint. Like nobody is yeah. going to have to ask me where to watch the game on Friday night. They'll just know. Right, and they're not going to have to you know log onto their computer and, right. and enter eight, eight different passwords and, and hope for the best. I will say I will say the Ivy League is probably less concerned with trying to get national exposure because it's the Ivy League. Yeah, but I mean, everyone knows who Yale is. But the thing <laughs> the thing is though, you're going to get to a point where people can't afford those schools, and the people that can't afford those schools are going to have choices, right? And they're going to be able to go wherever. So you want to kind of do what you can to st- step back, and you know, if if I'm one of those teams, you know, there's got to be some good, solid, young prep football players that would want to play in the Ivy League, but they're like, you know, if I can't win a championship, what's the point? Right. You know, and the yeah. Yale Bowl's gorgeous, but that place was empty as hell when I went there. Mm. It was atrocious. Yeah, I mean, it's it's too bad. And it, 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 it just seems a little presumptuous, and you know, like I said, it's, it's just... Uh, let the kids play. <laughs> let the kid, I mean, everybody wants to win a championship, and, you know, we, we can been here all day and talk about well that the journey is important and you know and nah, i mean if you're good enough to win a national title or compete for a national title at your level you should be playing for one I mean, there's no reason there's no reason it can't happen at this point it, like i said the abundance of that tournament takes place 
at the end of the semester, uh, after the semester is over. I mean, it's 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 a no-brainer. Talking with Cal Oaks from the Sun Journal. And from the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky. You can catch me in the Sun Journal every other week with some sort of column that'll piss somebody off because that's usually how <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah, that's the goal. That's usually, <laughs> I assume that was probably the way to do it. It's weird though because, like, what you're usually doing to piss people off, I'm usually like, yep, I'm, full, I'm in full agreement on that, you know? So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it, it, ta- it teaches me a lot about myself when I read that, is really what it boils down to. <laughs> Uh, one way or the other, it teaches you about your personality. Yeah, it really does. You try to accomplish There's stuff you already knew anyway about yourself. I'm sure. So yeah, <laughs> totally. I was totally well aware of it already. Um, so as as we we're getting ready to approach the high school basketball season, now's the time when all of the uh, the high school football coaching uh, moves start getting made, and, and teams start needing needing coaches. And we've got a bunch of coaches here, including the latest uh, Spencer Emerson. Thanks. Leaving, yeah. leaving Poland, which was a job that, you know, when he came in here over the summer and we took the job, his goal, he got a good teaching job there. Uh, he was, he was ready to go and, and really build that. And they had a, they had a good year this year. There was a lot of excitement around that program. They set uh, team records or, uh, for uh, passing yardage this year. They won three games, made the playoffs. You know, they were competitive quite a bit. They were exciting to watch at times. And he ends up leaving not because he, he got a job at a better school or because he, you know, something else happened, but, you know, he, he, one of his friends that he coached with at Bates told him about a job that was opened at Last Chance U, which if people have watched TV, you know, that Last Chance U is a community college in Independence, Kansas, and a lot of times it's the last chance a lot of these kids get to play uh, uh, organized football. And uh, he's taking a job out there as running backs coach and doing film and stuff like that. It's a huge opportunity for him, but... You know, it's sad for Maine because that's a that's another bright young coaching guy that's that's gone. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of typical of you know you talk about the quote unquote brain drain or, or you know the loss of young minds and, and and people who go to other states to to look for jobs and careers and, and start a life. And I don't I don't think Spencer ever set out to do that. What I do know from having known him since he was you know knee high to a grasshopper say <laughs> is that he has always wanted to be a high uh, a college football coach i mean i think that's his ultimate goal in, in life and i think this is another step to that and i could not be happier for the guy i mean i don't think i don't think you'll find too many people that have worked harder uh to get where they are in, in a short amount of time in, in the sport i mean he he hustled when he was at Maine. i mean i know he wanted to be a a college athlete, but when it became apparent that that door was was not open very wide, he, he got right into coaching uh, very early on. Uh, became a an integral part of that program up there, and uh, and it wouldn't be long before he was coaching in high school. And uh, I think he'd be a great high school coach anywhere in this country, especially in, in Maine, where, where where he grew up. But uh, how can you pass up an opportunity like that? And uh, you know, regardless of whether it's uh, whether they continue filming that show or not, I think it's a great chance to to be with uh, to, to work under a, a coach who, who's worked with D one level athletes and uh, and see how that uh, side of the coin lives and uh, and see where he can take it from there. He's still very young. I don't think he's much older than twenty five, twenty six, and uh, kind of been on the fast track here. He's had a lot of he's had a lot of success in a lot of different places. He was an assistant at Old Town High School. He was an assistant at Bates College. 
and and then the head coaching job, assistant at Lewiston for a year, I believe, and, and head coaching job at Poland. So he's seen a lot of different things in, in a short amount of time, and he's helped build up those programs uh, that were all in various states of uh, of rebuilding and, and shored up a, a lot of areas uh, pretty quickly. So I think he's a guy you're going to hear from in the future, whether it's uh, whether it's in Maine someday again, or whether it's uh, watching his team on TV at some point. I think Spence. Uh, Spence has that kind of drive, and he's going to succeed. Yeah, I hope they. I hope they feature him in the show. The show, I believe, is returning to Independence for this upcoming season, and so um, hopefully he's profiled, and hopefully it's uh, in a in a positive manner. I, I don't yeah, he's going to have to work on his four letter words a little bit because <laughs> you, know, you know I think to keep up with uh, to keep up with the head coach, you got to drop a few f bombs once in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. It's definitely an interesting challenge in terms of, like, you mentioned his experience, you know, coaching high school kids and also coaching at Bates. Coaching at junior college, uh, like Independence, where it's these guys' really last chance is a totally, I imagine, different atmosphere. And so it's going to be, I think, it's a great opportunity, as you mentioned, and very exciting to watch him on, on Netflix this upcoming uh, winter, I suppose. So Yeah, and I think if you watch the early seasons of that series when it was in Mississippi, yeah. uh, one of the big challenges is just getting these kids in the classroom. A lot of them are there, not not because, you know, you know they, they highlighted a couple in, in that stretch of the show who had, like, problems with the law or whatever, but for the most part, it's kids that have struggled in the classroom. Right. And they've been disadvantaged kind of coming in there in the first place. So uh, trying to get them uh, trying to get them to see the importance of that and getting their uh, test scores up so they can, you know, maybe play a couple years at a, at a D1, whether it's an F- FCS, FBS, whatever, and, you know, live the dream of, of maybe maybe going pro someday. Most of them, a lot of them come in with, with that kind of talent. They just uh, haven't been able to, to match it in the classroom. So that's that's the big challenge at a lot of those schools, and uh, I'm sure he'll be a big part of keeping those kids motivated. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that the coaches get such good exposure also. I know some of the assistants from the East Mississippi School ended up at Florida, a- uh, Florida a- Atlantic, I believe, wherever – Wherever Lane Kiffin's coaching, he hired a bunch of those guys. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, and they they had some big-time people. I believe their offensive coordinator might have been a quarterback of West Virginia or something. So it, right. it, those, they, they draw from from big-name places, and they send you on to big-name places. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a great deal of opportunity there, uh, and I'm excited for him. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's a great time in his life to do it. You know, when, when, if, if not now, when you're in your you're in your mid twenties, and uh, you know, you you kind of know where you want to be, have a five year, ten year plan for your life, and uh, I think this fits right into it for him. So it's, it's awesome for sure. Yeah, talking with the man, the myth, the legend, Cal Oaks, from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. Um, I didn't really, you know. For Maine men's basketball, which has never made an NCAA tournament, they've still got they've got plenty of NBA coaches. <laughs> I know. I mean, is there a state that has you know more connections to an NBA coaching office right now than Maine? <laughs> yeah, it's craziness. It's pretty crazy between the whole uh, between the whole UMaine system or or, or or people that grew up there. It, it, it's phenomenal, and you know more coaches right now. Then they've had players <laughs> in the history of the league total. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, that number may change by one next year, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's 
it's funny. I mean, I guess I guess people are figuring out that if you want to get the NBA from Maine, be, become a coach. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to get there. Yeah, that's your option, right? You know, that's that's what you get. You either do that or you get nothing. So that's I don't know. I, I want to see. You know, this Nick Mayo thing is pretty interesting. Is, see, is he the other day, right they were down 20, 23 to Toby Smith and High Point. And uh, a lot of Kentucky connections in that game, and, and certainly the big main connection with Mayo, who's in the top ten in every category in his conference, and uh, nominated for mid-major player of the year on the watch list for that, and, and has been all along anyway throughout his career, but certainly should be one of the favorites this year. I can't imagine anybody's putting up monster numbers like he is to this point. And uh, he's the real deal. He, he's gotten himself to the point where in the weight room and uh, you know, continued working on that outside shot to where uh, he's going to have more than an outside shot of playing uh, professionally. Uh, you know, and we're not talking overseas. We're talking in the NBA for sure. Be interested to see where he gets drafted. Be interested if, the, if you know, he got drafted by, like, the Celtics or something, you know, and then he could play at Maine. You know, he played for the Red Claws down in Portland. Yeah, the the night that I, I covered a game down there this year, there were scouts from, uh, I believe it was the Kings and the Nuggets, and they were they were charting every shot that he took and uh, doing, you know, they, they were watching closely. Because Marshall had a couple of guards they were watching, too. But uh, so it was kind of a, a combined trip there. But he's certainly on the radar, and uh, it's easy to see why when you watch him, watch him play. Well, it's amazing, too, because when the, uh, it, you know, you mentioned scouts, there are a ton of scouts around this main team this year, so I, I feel like there's going to be more than one uh, main player, uh, main football player that's that gets well, either always been signed. Or... I think it was it was not more than three or four years ago when of all the FCS schools, Maine had the most in the NFL. I think it's like still the case. Active... Yeah, yeah. I think it's I mean, still it, that, it, that it have made the factory. most. You know. You know, and they were really, you know, there was a certainly a fullback, H-back type players. They were, had a great run of those. And I, I mentioned Jared Turcott in that column. And, you know, that connects to Spencer, too. He was his brother. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there was a guy, there was a guy that was uh, certainly going to be there if his body had not uh, had not betrayed him. So uh, he, he played the game. He played the game all out all the time, and it, and it caught up with him physically. But there, he was certainly... Uh, he was certainly going to be in the NFL, I think, had that not uh, had not that not been the case. So, uh, yeah, Maine is Maine has always had those guys. And I think Maine football just gets guys that are, are are athletically talented, but maybe they're overlooked for for whatever reason, and they come to Maine with a chip on their shoulder. And it, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of a last chance you environment. <laughs> uh, you're you're kind of isolated, you know. It's like Mississippi or Kansas in a lot of ways. I think You're, there's not a lot of distractions in Orono, Maine. You can be kind of single-minded and you know apply yourself to to, to being in the weight room and and, and uh, doing all the doing all the dirty work to get yourself in that position to, to maybe make that take that shot someday. So yeah. Talking with Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. Cal, always good for a few minutes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Look, right. uh, look forward to uh, look, always look forward to it. You guys have a great day. You too, my friend. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week.